Father, none of me and more of you. I humble myself before you at this point in time, and I ask you, Holy Spirit, to speak to our hearts. Reveal the hidden secrets of life. Show us what we need to grow from one level to the next. Do your work. None of me and more of you hide me behind the cross. These lips of clay, use them this morning. Let your word flow with accuracy and precision, unhindered and unchecked by the powers of darkness. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Let me dive deep into the word. The year of growing in the knowledge of God, part what? Part four, right? Part what? Part four. We did the first one. We made a definition of what it means to grow in the knowledge of God. We gave the definitions. I know some of you have already forgotten. We defined what is growing and what is knowledge of the word of God. Part two, we did talked about the power of the. The first thing is the knowledge in the word of God. Amen. In part three, last week, we talked about faith, but in two parts, profitable faith and real faith. And uh, that's where I ended last week, uh, talking about faith, the profitable faith and the real faith. And I explained last week that profitable faith is the kind of faith that you come to church and you say, God, I want this. You only believe God for what you want. You only believe God for your personal needs. You only believe God to meet your personal needs. And once he meets your personal needs, you are done with God. In other words, I'm talking about things like I need a job. And once God gives you the job, you are so done. You come to church late, but the days you wanted a job, <laughs> you wanted a house, you would be the first one at 11 o'clock praying. And all you are praying for is, God, if only you give me the job at the house. If only you give me the husband. Now you have the husband, you wake up at 11. You have forgotten the same God you asked, still waiting where you left him. Hmm? Now you got the job. You don't even give offering to that God. You don't even care. You are so okay. You are so secure in what God has given you. And you have got the house. Now in that house, you say, oh, today is cold. But when it was snowing, you would run to all night prayer to pray for that house. Now that God has blessed you. You see, this is what we call profitable faith. But real faith is when you love God for who he is. Whether he gives me or he doesn't give me, he still remains God. He is God in my life. And we talked about faith that it is the action you take based on the conviction you have, based on the word of God that you have heard. That's what faith is. It is obedient action based on the word of God. The word of God is the source of conviction that moves or convicts you to move in faith. So faith is not in word. Faith is not just a declaration. I got it. I got it. I have it. I have it. I have the faith. I have, I have the money in the name of Jesus. That's not the faith. That's not faith. You believe. Hallelujah. You believe. But um, when you have faith, faith is a doing word. Mm -hmm. Faith is a what? 
Yeah. Faith is a doing word. If you are only hoping, you won't receive an answer to your petition. But when you have faith, it is faith that now moves God and not hope. Okay? That's why the Bible says faith is a substance of things hoped for. So, you are hoping for, but it is not manifested, right? For you now to have faith, what do you have to do? We have to see it tangible in your hands. Faith is action. Having it. It is the substance of things hoped for. Hope doesn't have any substance in it, right? But faith gives substance to hope. Come on. Faith gives substance to a lot of people just to hope and stop there. But that is not faith. It's hope. It's hope. Faith proves God's word. Amen? By acting on it. Faith gives substance to those things I'm looking forward for. It's a title deed, should I say? <laughs> it becomes a title deed that you're holding on to. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Today, I want to talk a little bit. One more thing that I wanted to look at is about the next level of knowing who God is. Is through knowing his name. To know who God is, having another understanding of who God is. Hallelujah. Amen. Laureate, come here. Come here. Vigencia, come. Okay. Thank you. You can go and sit down. Thank you. You can go and sit down. I want you to see something here. The church secretary, please come back. Thank you. You can go and sit down. When I said Lorette, how many Lorettes do you have in here? And she responded to her. When I said Vigencia, how many Vigencias do we have here? If we had four, what would have happened? Why? That's their name, right? So it is important to know God by his names. And then when I said the church secretary came, what happened? What happened? Did Vigencia come? Why? She's not the secretary. So what happened? But that's, that's not Laureate's name, right? That's not Laureate's name, right? What is it? It's an office. That's an office she operates from in this ministry. So you got to know the name of God. And you've got to know the office that God operates through and from. I hope you're writing down these things because you need them. You're not going to pray empty prayers this year, 2021. 
is the year of knowledge. The Bible says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. And then the Bible continues to say, because you have rejected knowledge, I also reject you. Hosea 4 verse 6. We're going to read from Exodus chapter 3 verse 15. Exodus 3 verse 15. I'm reading from the NIV version. Exodus 3 verse 15. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob, he sent me to you. This is my name forever. The name you shall call me from generation to generation. Hallelujah. I would like to speak from this scripture this morning. I want you to understand that the names of God consist of different dimensions about who God is. The names that are written in the Bible about God, they consist of different dimensions about who God is. They are representations of realms and dimensions. They represent realms and dimensions. Do you know that God desire you to know him personally? If I am to call apostle here, uh, then we have two apostles, right? I'm an apostle too, right? <laughs> if you know what the word apostle means, right? If I say apostle and we are sitting together with uh, apostle here, we'll all stand up. But when you say apostle Rebecca, I'll rise up. When you say Apostle Yini, you raise up. Understanding God by who he is, is key for you. Hallelujah. Knowing much about God will help you not to shake when the storms of life come. When the difficulties in life come. When you go through the valley. When you go through difficult mountains of life. You know how to address him. You know how to call him. God is not so much threatened about what happens in our lives. He already knows. He has knowledge. Because Isaiah 46 verse 10 says, I know your end before your beginning. Your end has already been reached by God. Your destiny is a finished, a done deal. So the life you are living, you are now at 10, maybe you're going to go until 96. 96, God has already arrived there. So what it simply means is that God has already walked the journey of your life. So what you are doing is called a replay. Amen. It's called a replay. In the Old Testament, a name was not only an identification but identity as well. Amen? It was not only an identification, but it was an identity of someone. Right? Amen? We can identify so many names in people. You know, you know if I call you, some call you, um, some people call my husband Tez because of his shortcut of his first name, Tazichka. So it's T-A-Z, Right? And they call him Taz, right? Some call him Archie, but his full name is Archibald. 
Archibald is his name, right? So he may have four names. This is just an identification. But what is his true identity? So a lot of things are attached to a name. We read here where we read that says God is speaking to Moses. Go and tell the Israelites. Go and let them know I am the Lord. Hmm. The God of your fathers. The God of your fathers. It's a name on its own. The God of your fathers. It's a name on its own. And he continues to say, the God of Abraham. There's a story attached to the name of Abraham. This is why he says, go to them and tell them. When they pray, they must call me by my name, the God of Abraham. It means there was a significance when he was called the God of Abraham. Something happened with Abraham to the point that God would be called God of Abraham by his children. Then he says, go and tell them I'm the God of Isaac. There is a story behind Isaac and God. That when you call him the God of Isaac, ay, 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 ay. <laughs> you know, you got to know how to pray. It's not every time that you call the God of Isaac. Ah. Hmm. It's only when the impossibilities face my life. Then I go to Genesis 26. I say, God of Isaac, who told him to go back and not go and beg for food. And you told him to till the lands in the land where there was drought. And everybody laughed at Isaac. But your word said, Lord, when you intercepted him and told him to go back, the Bible says in that drought, he harvested a hundredfold. Therefore, God of Isaac, come through for me. Hundredfold, I'll be presenting my giving before God. A God of hundredfold. Ay, 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 ay. There is a name that you have to call God in every situation of your life. Do you know God that much? Not to be threatened by yesterday. There are stories, brothers and sisters, <laughs> that we come to points where we give God a name. In the word of God in the Old Testament, you realize that the more people came to know God, the more they gave him names. <laughs> there are so many names God was given in the scriptures, but by every name there is a story behind it. Knowing God, you got to get to a point where you know God by name. You don't live life ordinarily. No, 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 no. <laughs> you got to know God by his name. Who is he? The story of your life must write the name of God. Every generation. Hallelujah. 
throughout this scripture, when we start these names, it reveals to us that we, we, we need to know what happened for us to call him the God of Jacob. What happened be, behind the name God of Jacob? Why would God say, I'm the God of Jacob? Why? When you're wrestling with something and you're struggling with something, you don't just say, God, come through for me. God, come through for me. God of Jacob. I'm not leaving this altar. You wrestle with God based on what he has done. His resume. What is in God's resume? concerning your life. Do you have a resume of what he has done in your life? Do you have evidence of what he has done in life? When I get to pray, oh, when you hear me saying Jehovah, I know what I'm talking about. I have met him in that capacity. Therefore, I call him by my name which I've given my God. Ay, 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 ay. You don't just pray. You got to know him personally. Personally. A woman called Hagar, Yaraboskata, when she was going through a drought, a difficult season in the wilderness, and she saw the child was about to die. She said, you saw me. You saw me in my situation. You saw me, Jehovah Elroy, the God who sees Aha. When you are going through dark places of your life, when you are going through the most difficult times, when it seems like there is no light at the end of the tunnel, it seems like all lights have been shut off and you don't know whether to go east or west, north or south. You call him Jehovah El Roy, the God who sees me. The name Elohim is called in the Bible 2,570 times. Elohim. 32 times in Genesis. Elohim Adonai Thy kingdom come Thy will be done. You got to know God for who he is. So that you are able to be strengthened in your situation. Sometimes you call him the creator. Ha, hallelujah. Sometimes you call him the creator. I'm going through a situation. Come on. And the doctor has told me that my kidney is dying. Ha. My kidney is weakened. My kidney cannot function anymore. I say you are the creator. The creator of Adam and Eve. You are the creator. The great physician. Arise Yahweh with a new kidney. He can create a new kidney for me. You got to know God for who he is. You got to know God for who he is. If you haven't come up with a God, the name of God in your personal life, then you need to start. Because the journey I have walked, I got a list of names. Hallelujah. Let's, let's see Ecclesiastes. I think let's do Genesis 17.7. And you remain in Genesis 
Jonah used his name Elohim most exclusively. You know, you need to know the names of God so that when you speak and you're going through a situation, you don't just touch on anything. You need healing. Who is he? Who is he? How can I call him so that he interferes in my situation as I'm going through it right now? Who is this God? Every time these children of Israel saw God, it was a different dimension, huh? God was revealing him in different dimensions to the children of Israel. And they were able to capture the dimension by using a name. Sometimes they'll call him God of Bethel. It was not just a name. Come on. Why is it better all of the time? How can you name a stone Bethel? Where are we? Genesis 17, 7. Are we there, son? Every time there's a situation, release that name. Release the name. You know, when you call him by name, he shows up. I called Laureate as an example for you to know. If I said Laureate, Laureate knows your name and she will show up. She will come. If you call Vigencia by a name, she will show up. And there are times when you need to understand the office of God. I'll talk about the office later. But I just want you to understand the power of calling God by his name. Hallelujah. Where are you? I will establish my covenant as an everlasting covenant between me and you and your descendant after you for the generations to come to be your God and the God of your descendants after you. What is the name there? Who sees the name? Yes, everlasting covenant. It's a name on its own. It was another dimension. Something was happening there. So those people, they should know him as an everlasting covenant. Covenant keeping God. There is no one like you. You need to know when we say covenant, what are we talking about? When we say covenant, what are we talking about? I will dive into an office that I want you to understand today. You know, this now was addressing the office. It was not just a name now. On this one now, God was addressing the what? God was now doing what? Addressing the office. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? God was now, is these people showing that if in my office, if I have a covenant with you, I act in that capacity. There are things that all of you cannot help me in this church. None of you can help me. But when I stand on my altar, there is a covenant that I and my God we met. And when things are not okay in this church, I don't call him like God, Jaira. Uh-uh. Covenant keeping God. When you hear me say, Musa putse chirangano, takatende ranamari, we agreed you cannot break the covenant. Yeah. 
You cannot break the covenant. Show up because we have a covenant God. Covenant keeping God. Covenant keeping God. There are things in my life because I have a spiritual father. I don't struggle for them because my father has a covenant with his God. So when things are difficult, when I rise in prayer, I say, God of Ezekiel, God of Ezekiel, where are you? You have a covenant with my father. I rise on the, I ride on the shoulders of the covenant of Ezekiel. And you know, Uncle Kuti, Arise for me, Yahweh. Arise. God of my father is sick now. I'm in another dimension. I'm tapping into the office. Highest the office of covenants. Do I have mature believers understanding this language? It's not every battle you fight by yourself. Some of them you ride on the giants ahead of you. Some of them you ride on the giants of your fathers. Ah, Shakatarabosa. He will rise for you. It's not every battle that you might say, my God, my God, my God. Paul says, my God shall supply. He didn't say your God. <laughs> he said, my God, according to the covenant. <laughs> Hallelujah. Covenants matter. It's an office of God called covenants. It's God's office. My name is Rebecca Mackay. That's my name. Pastor is an office. If you don't understand that pastor is an office, you take the office and put it on me. You come in my house, you call me pastor. No, it's my house, I'm called Rebecca. But in the office, I'm pastor. So there is anointings that flow through offices. Come on. There is different anointings that flow through offices. To be called an apostle is not a name. It's an office. When I grew up, I used to hear people, why do you call him God of Ezekiel? God of Ezekiel, that's my spiritual father. God of Ezekiel, don't you have your own God? It's just a lack of understanding. But when you understand this, you will know. The time that you need God of Abraham, you know it. <laughs> the time you need God of Jacob, you know it. The time you need God of Isaac, you know it. The time I need the God of Ezekiel, I know it. And the time you need the God of my mother, Rebecca, you must know it. It is only when you capture the dimension. It is only when you capture the dimension there are battles that you don't need to fight. That has been won already but all you need is to tap into the name, the office and the covenant. You ride on the shoulders of those who went ahead of you. Aha. There is power when you need the power to prosper. You don't call another name. You name him Jehovah Jireh. He is Jehovah Jireh. Why was he called Jehovah Jireh? You got to understand why. Hallelujah. Capturing the dimension to prosper. 
You don't just prosper. No, 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 no. When you call him in prayer, he shows up when you call him the right name. Abba. Father. Ah! It's a name. I said the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac, they are different operational dimensions in prayer. So what it means is that if you only know God of Abraham and you have no idea of the God of Isaac, that means there is a dimension missing. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. He operates. This is for mature Christians, I guess. <laughs> Those who really know what I'm talking about. He operates in different dimensions. There are systems in the kingdom of God. We don't override systems and principles from the word of God. As believers, we got to have an advantage of understanding systems, how they operate in the kingdom of God. That is very helpful for you. Amen. Growing. We are talking about growing, huh? <laughs> so we are talking about growth now. If you are not, you need to go to the first time when we talked about this. Because this year we're going to reveal greater revelations and secret things because God is a God of mysteries and we are praying that he reveals secret things because this year 2021 is the year of growth we need to move into new dimensions we are not going to remain where we were in 2019 but we want the secret things to be revealed unto us every generation is an assignment before they exit every generation is got an assignment before they exit. So we must also add to the names of God. You and me, we must also add to the names of God. Hallelujah. We give God names that your children must know. I tell you, if something happens in my, in my family, I don't need to ask. If she comes through the door, she's singing this song. I know he has done it, God of miracles. I know it has happened. I don't need, when my kids call me, they don't need to tell me, Mama, miracle happened. They just sing a song. We know him by that song. In our family, we know God by that song. We just sing a song. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ah, once he sings that song, we know he has done a miracle. We know he has done it again. One more time, in addition to the list of the miracles that God is about to do and what he has done now. You got to have your own name for your God. In your family, you got to have your own name for your God. These names we are talking about, Jehovah Jireh, hey, Jehovah Shalom, these are Hebrew names. They up to this generation. We still call him Elohim. We still call him Adonai. We still call him Abba Father. You got to have your name of God in your language, in your own understanding. Hallelujah. It may not just be a name. It may just be through a song. It may just be a song. It may just be a song. I remember those years back when the Lord called me and he wanted to start this church. He gave me one song. I had one song I sang every day, morning, afternoon. I am not alone. 
I am not alone. He will go before me. He will never leave me. I, when I felt that weight coming on my shoulders, when I began to ask you questions, God, where next? What is it? What is going on? I would just, the spirit would just raise the song in my heart. I am not alone. I am not alone. He will go before me. He will never leave me. I know some of you, you saw me on my 25th, 50th wedding anniversary. As I entered singing that song, you didn't know what I was saying. You know, a name is about you. It's not about your friend or your neighbor. You as an individual on your own altar, call him by name. He's your own covenant with God. When people are saying, where is your God, man of God? Where is your God? Where is your God? One thing that I know, I am not alone. I am not alone. They may say what they want. I am not alone. I am not alone. They may laugh at the church. I am not alone. I, they may say what they want. I am not alone. Every situation, you got to have a name that you can call on your God. He will show up at that moment. You feel the comfort. He will comfort you. No matter what the situation looks like. You begin to feel comfortable. One more time you are stable. One more time in the presence of God. There is stability in your heart. And you begin to move with confidence. Your head held high one more time. Your shoulders squared up. I am not alone. Yahweh is with me. You got to have your own song. God shows up in difficult situations. The book of Psalms is full of names of God. That David went through and he called God. Sometimes he called him his fortress. Ay, 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 ay. Sometimes he called him my strong tower. Sometimes he called him a refuge. You don't understand. When you would go in the cave to sleep, he knew I got a refuge. I got a protector. I got a defender. You got to have your God. You need to know him by name. There is a man, after all had happened, said and done, he sang a song, it is well, it is well with my soul. Go and read the story. It's not your song, sweetheart. It is someone else's song. You got to write your own song according to what God has done for you. Sing a new song to the Lord. Let your experience cause him. Let your experience cause you to sing a new song unto the Lord. When Sinachi sang a song, Waymaker, Miracle Waker, Promise Keeper, 
Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. Go and ask Isinachi, when you wrote that song, sweetheart, what were you going through? What was the darkness? What light did you need in darkness? There must be a name for every struggle. When I come out, I give him a name because I know what he has done for me. You've done so much for me. Go and ask him. So much for him. This is why, you see, when we do worship, someone is looking at those dancers. Throughout the service, you're watching them dance. Up and down, you're you are looking at Piola's shoes and the dress, and you're looking at Nyash, how he's dancing, and go, teremuka, teremuka, and you're busy watching and having fun. It's because you don't understand. You do not understand. Ask me, I will tell you that I came to the United States of America without anyone to receive me. I landed at JFK without knowing that I'm coming to anyone knowing I'm coming to America. And God had to send angels to receive me at the airport. If I tell you this, I got a song for that experience. Just for that experience, when nobody knew I was coming to America, when no relative was waiting for me, I stood on the word. He said, It's time to go now. Go. And I rose up. I said, here I am, Lord. Let me tell you from my experience, for your experience, you got to have a name. This is why when we sing certain songs, people don't understand. You know, when you see me deep in tears during worship, and I'm saying, what a beautiful name it is. You know, I know. I know what has happened in my life, brothers and sisters. I know that 22 ladies, beautiful professionals, were not married. The whole family. I said, I know. I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. The whole family, none is married. 22 ladies, beautiful. Some were superintendents, some were governors in the banks, some were superior CEOs. None was married. There came a little one, the 19th one. I stood on the name of Jesus. I break the curse. I call forth my marriage. I have a husband, 28 years now. How can I say that the beauty of the name of Jesus and be able to just walk away? He did something. He did something. So when you see me raise my hands in tears, what a beautiful name it is. There is no other name that could cause me to be in my marriage for 28 years when none in my family could be married. It was only Jesus. It was only Jesus. It was only Jesus. That's why I say how excellent. How oh, you're excellent. How oh, you're excellent. It's your name in all the earth. How oh, excellent. How oh, you're excellent. How oh, you're excellent. It's your name. You don't understand why I say this name is excellent. You got to name God by your own experience. Have you met him? Have you met him in your life? He is the God. To me, <laughs> I call him Masiandaita Jose. Because wherever he shows up in my life, he does a miracle. It is one year that I remember when I arrived here. I said, if you send me, I need every paper, 
every paper that authorized me to live here in one full year. And I said, I gave God a condition. I said, if you're the one who brought me here, my children went the same year. My husband, the same year. And he showed up. What do you say about a God like that? Ah, uh, don't be jealous. I said, what do you say about a God like that? I have to call him by name. I saw him. I experienced him. I tell my kids, when things are difficult and I'm not here, go on my altar. Call on the God of your mother. I tell them, don't fight some of these battles, my children, because you don't understand them. Just to go, there is a covenant on my altar with my God. Right on the advantage of the new dimension you are entering into of the covenant. Keeping God, stand on the covenant. Hallelujah. We save a mighty God. Hallelujah. To know God is to allow God to reveal his character to you. To know God is to understand his ways. Is to understand who he really is. When you know God, you not only love him for what he did for you, but you develop to love him because he's God. You love him for who he is. I wanted to read out because of my time. I could give you, I'll go part two next week. I'll talk about the Old Testament names, the Hebrew scriptures, or the Tanakh describes to you. And I, I, I might end up just asking uh, Tonde and uh, the crew to just post it on the church forum because I don't think we have enough time to call him Ela, Eloah, and all those beautiful names, Elohim. Hallelujah. But I would like to walk with you next week when we talk about Jehovah Rofi, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Makadeshi, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah our judge, Jehovah Tsikenu, Jehovah Rohi, we need to call his name. And as you do that, he always responds to a situation that you are going through when you call his name. I want to encourage you today to rise up in the presence of God. I want you to look back. You know, I serve the Lord of hosts. <laughs> the commander of the angelic hosts and the armies of God. And I call him Jehovah Sabaoth. That's his name. When I am going through a situation, I just don't stand on Isaiah 54, 17 and say, hey, no weapon fashioned against me. There are some, they are fashioned, they will prosper if you don't know what you're doing. Have you ever wondered sometimes, yeah, we are calling that Jehovah, this one will not prosper, but it's still prospering. You got to engage God in your battles. You got to engage him. The Bible says the battle is not what? Yours. The battle belongs to him, who? Jehovah Sabaothi. So when you engage in battle, you don't have to just say, Jehovah come through for me. No, 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 no. There are more, no more gods everywhere. There are too many gods out there, guys. There are too many gods. Ask the Indian, they'll tell you that we've got a million gods. 
I told you a story for my daughter one day. She, she had a dream. And in that dream, they asked, they continue to press her down, to oppress her down. And then she was saying, my God, my God. And then they asked, it's a spirit, the devil asked her, which God are you talking about? In a dream, which God are you talking about? Until he said, Jehovah, the creator of the heavens and the earth is my God. Then they let her go. We are growing in the knowledge of God. No more baby milk. You got to study. You got to know the God that you save. When to call him. What dimension are you looking for? Are you looking for prosperity? What is the name of the God that gives prosperity? Which name of a God gives homes and houses? Which name causes God to walk with you? Huh? Which name causes the presence of God to be full at your workplace? In your situation, you are tired of your boss. You don't fight your boss. Invoke the God who can fight the battle for you. Aha! He is oppressing you. There is a name for a God who has children who can never be oppressed.